What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Blunt Mag Tattoo Podcast. I'm your host, Louie, from Free Spirit Tattoo. And before we start, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, badmojo.com.au. They're a family-run merchandise company, and they do things like t-shirts, stubby holders, key rings, all that sort of stuff. So if you need anything made, head on down to badmojo.com.au, put in the code BLUNTMAG10, and they're going to give you 10% off your first order. So that's awesome. This episode, we're chatting with M. Reed from Blank Space in Ulladulla. Over the past few years, M's really made a name for herself as one of the fine line pioneers um, within Australian tattooing. So we talk about how that came to be, we talk about her apprenticeship, her unique story, and how she ended up opening one of the coolest and most unique shops on the South Coast. So let's get into it. M. Reid from Blank Space in Ulladulla. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Louis. Nice uh, to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I'm I'm super stoked to have you because obviously you're sort of just down the road from me, about an hour away, and there's, there's not really too many shops around. So, you know, you're always sort of keeping tabs on what's going on around you. And I'm like, <laughs> who's this chick? Like every every single person I tattoo has like got an M. Reid tattoo as well. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, can you can you take us back to sort of how it all started? You know, what's your, I know you were an artist before a tattooer. Mm-hmm. Um, what what's what's your background and and how'd you end up owning Blank Space? It's kind of funny because like I never actually wanted to get in. Or I like tattooing, but like I never thought that I would actually do it. Um, originally, I was just doing like portrait work for people. I I kind of do photo realism when I do my normal art, and um. So I was doing that for ages and yeah, I kind of got real lucky with how I got into tattooing because I opened a gallery in Ulladulla um, with my best mate where we were just doing exhibitions and having gigs and stuff. And there was a tattoo shop next door. So like it was, we had like a porn broker, my shop, and then the tattoo shop. And so like at the start, I was so scared of the boys. <laughs> they were like heavily tatted and always out the back swearing and smoking. And then by the end, we were just the best of friends. And I begged them every day to like get me an apprenticeship for two years. <laughs> and they were just like, nah, nah. And then in the end, they finally caved. <laughs> so you did your apprenticeship with, with the people next to you? Yeah, from the guys from Zodiac Tat. So the guy that I did my apprenticeship under, his name is Ben DeLuca, and he's actually a trad artist. And um, he's real good. He's he's an epic artist, but I think he was like a little bit disappointed when I started to sort of move more into the fine line section. It was kind of like when I was doing my apprenticeship, he would only let me use nines. And then when I found out that there was like sevens, the first time that I did the order, I was just like, holy fuck, can we go thinner? And then when I realized that we could go to five and then three and then one, I was just losing it. I loved it so much. You're like, holy shit, there's threes. Yeah, single needle. I was like, this is the fucking best. I hate, I hate single needle. It's so stressful. <laughs> I fucking love the shit. It's so good. But um, now when I use thicker needles, I'm like, oh, this is so much easier. <laughs> like it feels heaps smooth, kind of like butter. Like if I do a whole day of single needles and then at the end do something with like a nine or a 14 liner, I'm just like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> Bit more forgiving, hey. <laughs> yeah, that, that's interesting. Hey, so, you know, you're doing, you're doing portraits and, and sort of realism stuff and then apprenticed under a trad guy. And so now you're doing like fine line, like nothing like <laughs> any of that. 
fully. I feel so bad for him because he was a, he was a sick teacher, but he would be like, all right, sit down and watch me drink, like draw finger waves. And then like sit down and watch how to stipple. And I'd be like, oh, I fully don't care. <laughs> but now I'm kind of glad that you kind of forced me to do that too. Because <laughs> then I do know like a little bit about it, but... At least you got the tools in case any anything like that comes along. Yeah, true. That's so true. Yeah, no, cool. Um, how how did you end up owning the shop? I'm like so curious as to like your whole story and like I know you haven't been tattooing heaps long. Yeah, I haven't. But like you've just carved out this whole little little hub, you know, <laughs> and it's just yeah, you're killing it. I kind of got super lucky. Like, so I did my apprenticeship for a year with Ben, and like it was sick. Um, worked with him for another year when I finished, but like he was kind of just over Aladala. He's originally from Nara, and so he was like sick of driving down here. He didn't really know anyone. He was just sick of being a boss. Um, we had a few people working at the shop that just kind of didn't give a shit, so he got pretty run down. And like funnily enough, so I'd been working for him as a proper tattooist for a year. I went to Melbourne to do some work, and when I was in Melbourne, someone someone broke into my car and stole all my tattoo gear every machine that I had everything and I was pretty rattled so I ended up because I was gonna do um a little bit of a guest spot at Crucible Tattoo anyway obviously couldn't because I didn't have my shit so we drove back home and by the time I got home Bender had kind of snapped and like packed up the full shop and had left so I was like oh shit am I actually gonna have a shop a year after like graduating from my apprenticeship it was hell scary and like at the same time too I was kind of scared of what all the trad tattoo artists would think you know how there's like such a kind of unspoken sort of rule book for tattooing like apprentices can't have shops yeah and so but I didn't really have an option like I I could have driven down to like Bateman's Bay that's like 45 minutes or up to Nara. But regardless of that, I kind of saw it as an opportunity. Like, I don't know. I didn't feel like there was many, like, femme-friendly shops around. Not that, like, other shops aren't, but I just wanted kind of, like, a safe space for 18-year-old girls and, like, 50-year-old mums to come and sort of feel a bit more comfortable. And I felt like I could kind of do that now with just me. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, so that's sort of how I got the shop. I, I'm so stoked. No, that's heaps cool. And, you know, going back to how you're saying, like, oh, apprentices shouldn't shouldn't be doing this and that. It's like, well, it's an, it's an un, you know, what's the word? Like, a, it's not standardized industry. So you don't get told when you're not an apprentice anymore. You know, yeah, so like, totally. fuck, if you're your own boss, then I guess, you know, it's like, I'm, am I still an apprentice? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, your work obviously is not an apprentice work. Was there a point where, you know, you've got obviously a, a real big following, you know, and, and quite a big name on the South Coast anyway. Um. <laughs> Was there a point where it sort of just blew up for you? Yeah, I think like maybe it was probably about three years ago and this girl down in Melbourne, her name's Kalula, um, Kalula Tattoo, I'm pretty sure it is. She has a massive following in the fine line world, like tattoos in Byron all the time, heaps of influencers. And someone did one of those like Instagram posts of like, name your top five favorite tattooists and I don't know how the fuck she followed me but she ended up putting me at the top of the list and it just escalated after that like oh, I was yeah. getting like 80 followers a day and then people started to kind of I don't know recognize me a little bit more so like it's full kudos to her she fully helped me out there heaps 
and then yeah i don't know it's just kind of wild it just keeps getting bigger so <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's, kind of, it's so gnarly <laughs> Yeah, no, that's cool as. It's, it's funny how, like, you know, one little thing like that, you know, it's probably nothing for her, but it's, like, probably changed your life. And, you know, it's like, shit, thanks. Now I'm, like, busy as, and now everyone knows me. And, like, yeah, cheers. Like, Holy. That's the thing. Instagram is yeah. so freaking important, especially for someone like me that's in, like, I would say buttfuck nowhere, to be honest. Like, we're in between, same, like, two same. major cities. Yeah, you know the drill. So we need Instagram yep. for people to kind of recognize. Otherwise, no one would know what the fuck Ola Dollar is. <laughs> yeah, or Bateman's Bay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love the Bay. Represent. Do you get Do you get a lot of people traveling for you? Yeah, heaps. So most of my people um, that come down are from like the Gong or from Wollongong or from Sydney or Canberra, which is kind of good. I'm sort of three hours from everywhere. which is kind of nice on like the east coast where three hours is pretty long but still it's not too hectic yeah i'm I'm four hours from everywhere (laughs) yeah i win (laughs) yeah but yeah even with the fine line load now i see heaps of people like in nara sort of popping up doing fine line um there's a few more people in canberra but i think that i when i actually tapped into it it was kind of like the first in the zone to sort of dabble which I guess made me popular too, do you know? Like you couldn't find a fine line tattooist from like Melbourne to Sydney. So now it kind of helped me in that way, being in nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And are you pretty much only doing like your style? Like it's at the point where it's kind of like, nah. all right, this, now nah, you do, do a bit of everything. Bit of everything. Hey, I actually do love black work and I do love thicker lines. Um, but I guess because I am in a small town, I still have to cater to, like, the locals' needs. So I'm still doing, like, tribal sharks and yeah. huge last names across the back and face tats and things. Um, so, yeah, like, I, and I'm face happy to tats. do that. Yeah, I've been hooking into the face tats. They're hell popular in Ola Dollar at the moment. <laughs> it's kind of wild, hey? Yeah, I get I get a few requests. I, I just say no. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. No. Nah. You're not back in the face tabs. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I guess, like, the people that I do them to are pretty, they're characters, man. I don't think that they really care. Last guy I tattooed his face, he had no teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Tattoo some teeth on him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. Yeah, I've, I've never actually been to Blank Space, but I've dr- I drive past it, like, every time, and I always try and have a bit of a geese and, you know, see what's inside. It looks like such a cool little little shop. It doesn't look like a tattoo shop at all, from what I can see anyway. Like, what's, yeah, nah. what was your sort of... What's the sort of vibe that, you, that you're going for? What Like, tell us a bit about your shop. Well, I guess, because I started it as the gallery, like I was saying before. So I did my apprenticeship in the shop next door, which was the tattoo shop. But finally, when I took over, the shop that I was in before was still available. Um, So we just moved back into the gallery. So we had white walls, everything like was plywood and fresh. So I guess, I don't know, it kind of just reflects my style. I'm a horticulturist by train, by trade, sorry. Yeah, right. So I got a butt ton of plants in there. That's kind of like my second passion, plants, which I think is really all you need, white walls and plants and bitches froth. Yeah. <laughs> Horticulturalist. So do you still do that on the side or is it no. like, is that like a, a past life? That's a past life. Tattooing, I don't know how anyone does anything else when they tattoo. 
like every day you're tattooing, then you go home, you draw yeah, your tattoos for the next day. In the morning, you wake up and do the tattoos that you didn't do the night before, and then you tattoo. Kind of is all consuming, don't you reckon? 100%. 100%. You just described my whole life just there in that one sentence. <laughs> Like every time my mates are like, oh, come to the pub, let's have a beer. I'm like, oh, I got to draw. So I like, I got to draw is like the main phrase that I say constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing for me. I've moved like four hours south from any, any mates really. So I just don't have (laughs) excuses not to come out anymore. Uh Ah, that's your thing. Okay. (laughs) Nice. I'm actually surprised my mates still even hit me up. I swear. Yep. Um, so you do have a pretty interesting sort of situation going on at the shop um which we touched touched on a little bit so you're apprenticing your your boyfriend your partner yeah i am he's such a cool tattooist he's pretty out there though i guess like with him because my apprenticeship was to well it wasn't gnarly if ben ever listens to this wasn't gnarly um but it was like a proper traditional apprenticeship like all i did every day was wash tubes shave dudes back set up pack up go for Siggy runs, Red Bull runs. Um, and also when I did started tattooing in my apprenticeship, all I did was, you know, script, infinity symbols, those fucking birds flying out of those dandelions. Feathers. And so when my boyfriend's... Yeah. <laughs> yes, heaves of feathers. I'm a pro. But, like, when my boyfriend started to do it with me, he's already – he's got a huge background in art. Like, he studied fine arts in France and stuff. So he already had talent. Um, but I kind of – I guess that was also an unconventional thing that we did too. Like, I didn't really – I haven't forced him to tattoo any kind of walk-ins if he doesn't want to. Um, he doesn't sit out the back and draw finger waves and snakes and stuff like that. Um, he's just doing his no own style runs. and I'm kind of backing it. No, oh, yeah, actually he does Siggy runs. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. How's the dynamic between the two of you? Like, I couldn't think of anything worse than working with my missus. <laughs> no, it's fucking awesome. We get along so well. Day and night, I can spend all my time with him. It's epic. But he, um, like, he surfs a lot and stuff too, so we do get a bit of time apart. <laughs> and also, he used to do my emails. So when he was kind of starting the apprenticeship, he wasn't tattooing. He was just doing emails and cleaning the shop. So he he's so stoked to be tattooing now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, nice. What sort of what sort of styles? I got are you someone doing? doing my emails full time now. He does like oh fuck, it's so hard to explain. I guess what you would call ignorant style. Yeah, okay. Kind of like a bit more cartoony, um, real tripped out sort of psychedelic cartoon scenes. Yeah, cool. Still fine line though. He prefers using finer needles too. Yeah, nice. What's his What's his Instagram so people can check him out? You're like, oh, oh shit, shit, I don't know. <laughs> don't I don't we'll, even know. Don't worry, we, 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 we can edit it mark. out. We can we can edit yeah. it so that you just jump in and be like, oh, it's actually <laughs> too. <laughs> just like sprung like, that Tito, one on you. You're like, phone? oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a French last name that I always get mixed up with. <laughs> like shit, what was his name? <laughs> Yeah, seriously though. <laughs> nah, cool. As do you um from from like when you started tattooing or when you well okay let's say when you started you know opened up your your shop how how is it how has it sort of changed for you is it you know how is it being on your own and you know obviously you've you've gone from you know being just a, a tattooer to 
full on businesswoman <laughs> kind of thing. And you know, how how do you how do you sort of manage that? Oh fuck, it's been that stressful up until just recently because. Like we were saying before, you you draw every waking moment that you've got in preparation for the tattoos. And then I was, before Tito, I was doing emails on top of that and doing all the ordering. And she actually, it's not too hard. Like doing ordering and stuff is sweet. I think that it just got a bit more hectic because I've got a piercer now who also tattoos an apprentice and a front desk girl. And that's when I thought it was going to get easier for me having like a little bit of help in the shop. Um, but it fucking got way more hectic, to be honest. Just more people to <laughs> worry like, about. Yeah. More people to worry about, you know, like one of the girls would be like, oh, I'm like, I don't have any three liners. Like, did you order some? Or like Hannah's like, oh, I don't know. It's just like, it's just a whole nother dynamic, which is sick. But um, I, I enjoy it. I kind of am one of those people that likes to be heaps stressed all the time. So it kind of works well for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice i am stressed all the time i don't know if i like being stressed but <laughs> oh mate i'm stressed all the time i swear uh, so have you done any um you done any conventions yes actually sorry i'm so bad at this oh man me too like don't worry i'm like oh, nervous God. as fuck i'm, I'm like, like oh what am i gonna sorry i'm like what, fuck, what am i what am i gonna say next what am I gonna... like am i fucking up <laughs> Uh, there, there, is, there is a bit of a delay, so I'm like, oh, okay, oh shit, hang on. Thought, like, I was kind of picking up on that. But, but yeah, I, like, like I said, full on, just like there'll be there'll be heaps of there'll be heaps of um editing, and we'll all sound just awesome. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> cool, perfect, thank God. Um, but with the convention thing, uh, like, cause it's kind of funny you say that because I did only one convention, and it was kind, I was when I was an apprentice. And Ben was like, oh, if you go good at the convention, I'll, I'll let you, you know, I'll sign you off on your apprenticeship. Like, whatever, like the imagination sign off. But, like, at the um, the convention went real well because no I was kind of like, there was only two. Yeah, fully. <laughs> and I, I, you, fuck, I felt nervous so bad. I was shaking. Um, but it ended up being sick, and I was the only other fine line artist there. There was this one other girl that was, like, a couple of booths around from me. So, like, all the dudes were getting, like, massive back pieces and shit, and their girlfriends were coming to me. And then, yeah, Ben was like, oh, now that you can definitely – you don't have to – oh, actually, even when I finish my apprenticeships, I still have to clean the shop and scrub the tubes. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. At least I could actually make – money yeah what was that sydney that yeah the convention was in sydney what's it called again um like the tattoo expo or rites of passage rites of passage that was it yeah it was sick so good do they even exist anymore tattoo convention after covid well so it's been yeah i mean like we were supposed to i was supposed to do my first one um in march last year and it's since been postponed three times till october okay so oh shit what don't a, know, fingers crossed what a fuck around day but yeah, mm. n- no idea. Probably wouldn't do another convention again. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of of COVID and that, what did you what did you do in the lockdown? Like, how did you spend your time? I know I was heaps like just not productive at all. I was so unproductive because it was kind of like at the start too. They were like, "Oh, we might even open you back up in September." So I was like, "What the fuck is the point of drawing if nothing's going to happen?" To be honest, though, coming up to. Um, that lockdown and everything, I was kind of feeling pretty burnt out anyway. Like I sort of was feeling a bit stressed. 
I went from like being an apprentice to being super busy real quick. So I never really had like fucking five minutes to sort of think about what I wanted to do, what I wanted to get out of tattooing. So I kind of needed the like full stop restart. And that's kind of when I decided that I did want more people in the shop. I didn't want it to be a private shop anymore because I actually had like, yeah, five hot sacks to sit down and reevaluate what was going on. But fuck, it was stressful, don't you reckon? We had like 300 clients that we had to reschedule. Oh, the- <laughs> that shit's fucked. And- yeah, like th- three months worth of people just like oh, backlogged. And they're it's like, oh, cheers, now me. I can't book anyone in for even longer than I couldn't book anyone in for. Fully, and that's the thing too. Like, I've been booked out for like months in advance, but that three months really set me back dramatically, you know? And everyone too. I swear everyone's fucking booked out now. It's a huge, huge thing. So to be back though. Yeah, and there's all these little tiny shops popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, fully. There is a. Tattooing's going off at the moment. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you don't have to pay for the fucking license anymore. Licensing. How is that? What a stitch up. Well, yeah, it's free now. I'm like, hang on, I just paid, like, fucking heaps for it. Yeah, well, it can't be free forever, though. No, it, it won't be. It won't be. I've had people just being like, oh, is that all you have to do? Fucking hell. Everyone's just like, oh, do you just have to get a license and then you tattoo? I'm like, uh, yeah, pretty much. As long as you're, like, not a bikey and haven't done any crimes and, like, kind of anyone can be a tattooist, which is kind of, I don't know, it's a bit shit. I feel like people have to do a little bit more... Like, the apprenticeship's kind of fake, it's kind of made up, and you don't get paid for it, and then you can just get a license. It's kind of bizarre, don't you reckon? I know, I know. It's a, it's such a weird industry like that, and it's, you know, there's no... Like, it sucks more for the customer, because you don't know... I mean, okay, I guess now, these days, you can go on Instagram and be like, alright, he's good, he's shit, whatever, this is a good shot, this is a shit one, but, like, you know, you should sort of, you know, if you go to an accountant, you know they've been through all this training, and they've... You know, got these accreditations yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, they're going to do the job for you. But, like, you could go to any given tattoo shop and they could just be shit. Because, like, yeah. fuck, what are you going to do? And you know, like, they, haven't, also, they haven't... Well, like, even then, like, in the form when you apply for your tattoo license, it's just, like, if you have any bikey affiliation, please tick the name of the gang that you're affiliated with. And it gives you, like, 40 fucking bikey names. And then if you, like, make sure that no one that is a part of the bikies owns your shop, blah, blah, blah. And then they don't ask you, like, if you have any, like, knowledge in hygiene. Like, you don't have to do any sort of, like, infection control test or anything. A drawing test, nothing. Literally nothing. It's fucking weird. You can see why so many people are doing it from their homes these days. Yeah, not only that, like, the people that do do it at home, like, Nothing happens. Like, you know, the the cops don't give a shit. No, they don't. Or actually, I do have one mate that did start doing it at home um, in Sydney. And he was really fucking good. His Instagram was popping. But one of the local shops got wind of it and they were super cut about it. So they told the cops and the cops went to, like, word him up. But they were just like, oh, what you're doing is real good. You should just go and work in a shop. Like, you, you've got talent. And so he just went and started working in a shop. And it was good. He's actually sick to In the shop that, like, dobbed him in? <laughs> yeah. Nah, they're a trad shop. He went and worked in this shop. I think it's called Little Gold... No, Little Studio? Little Art Studio. And that's kind of like a new age shop, too, at the moment. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, they're pretty cool. It seems like they're a bit more, like, 
I don't know, open to all kinds of styles and people more so. Yeah, in Leichhardt there. Do you, do you ever get up to Sydney? Or do, do you do a lot of, I mean, besides probably, you know, COVID again, but like, did you do a lot of traveling before that? Uh, not really. Any guest spots in that? I went and did a guest spot at this place in Port Kembla like a few years ago. Um, but that ended up being super sus. The guy got shut down pretty soon because he didn't have an owner's, owner-operator's license, even though he was running the shop. Um, that was a real, real weird experience. But then I also, no, I haven't really guest spotted anywhere, come to think of it. Like, I've gone and hung out in a bunch of studios. I got a friend that owns a studio called Thanks Tattoo in Sydney, Gummy. Yeah, Gummy Johnson. He's a legend, hey. I love Gummy. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. That's one of my favourite shops. Like, all the guys there are just Such sick. Such a sick little place, too, up in on Paddington. It's so awesome. Or what's it called? Um, Oxford Street. Yeah, Oxford Street. But, yeah, I haven't really guessed, but I think, like, I was a little bit intimidated, to be honest, about guest spotting because I sort of felt like I didn't properly know, like, the laws of tattooing. Do you know what I mean? Like, the... I don't know, because I've been on my own for so long. I'm like, fuck, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds real dumb. But even then, why would I go and guest spot when I can make all of the money in my own shop? And then I don't have to, like, give. I know it's like. <laughs> 100%. I was going to say, I was going to be like, oh, you should come down and guest spot with us. But it's like, there's fucking no point. Hey, you're like 40 minutes up the road and it's like. Well, you can give us half your money or you can yeah, just not. Yeah, I know. And I know that guest spotting isn't just about, like, making money. It's about seeing people's, like, setups, their styles. But I feel like getting tattooed by other people, it feels the same. And then I can go back to my shop and make all the money. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why all those shops are popping up in Sydney, hey? Yeah, pretty much. Why not? <laughs> but um, Did you grow up on the South Coast or...? Uh, nah, I actually, like, grew up in the Hawkesbury, like, near, um, near, like, Penrith. Yeah, okay. And then moved to Cronulla when I was, like, a little bit older, and then moved to Ulladulla, um, in high school, and then I moved to the Northern Beaches when I graduated, and then came crawling back a few, few years later. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't always lived on the South Coast, but I definitely will from now. It's a beautiful part of the world. Have you always been on the South Coast? No, no, no. I'm from, like, um, Lane Cove, Chatswood area in Sydney. Moved down, like, two years ago. Aya! Yeah. Are you North Shore boy? Yeah, properly. Were you tattooing up there? Yeah, so I was tattooing um, in a shop in Dremoyne um, called Black Chapel. And then just uh, did my apprenticeship there. And then, um, yeah, I guess just, just came down, was looking for looking for work. And then I was like, like, cause we used to come down for a holiday all the time, you know, two, three times a year to Bateman's Bay, just randomly. Um, and then I was like, oh, this place is fucking awesome. Yeah. Let me see if there's any tattoo shops that are, that are hiring. And, um, yeah, fuck all the stars aligned. And these guys are like, yeah, we're, we're actually booked out for six months. Like if you're any good, we'll have you. I'm like, you're not fucking booked out for six months. What are you talking about? I like, sussed them out. I'm like, fuck, they're booked <laughs> out for six months. Like, yeah, shit. So I did a guest spot and it was like, this place is just too good to be true. So yeah, besides like the like hardcore lack of food like there's just fucking no food here besides that everything else is awesome oh mate there's no food here hey just a bunch of chinese restaurants and that's it or bolos i hear you guys are getting a hungry jacks oh that's the biggest rumor mill hey everyone's fucking buzzing about hungry jacks (laughs) is it that good i was spewing that there's no hungry jacks is my fucking favorite like i was like where's all right where's the nearest hungry jacks and it's like there's none from like bateman's bay to like victoria 
Ah, uh, you're going to have to come up and hang out in Aladala. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> come and have Hungry Jacks at my shop. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, besides the lack of food, like, it, it's fucking awesome down here. Like, you know, the, it is a bit of a different breed as far as clients go, you know, between here and Sydney. I feel like, you know, people yeah. aren't as in a hurry and not that they're not fussy with their tattoos, but <laughs> I, I feel like you get a, a bit more sort of trust down here and like in Sydney people are like alright I want exactly this kind of tattoo and there's like a million tattoo artists around so I'm going to go to to this guy because he specializes in that or whatever whereas down here it's like I'm going yeah. to go to this shop because it's you know it's a good shop you know and kind of this is sort of my yeah. idea and, and you do your thing with them like, yes this is just too good to be true well I guess like that sort of makes sense too because we are so few in and far with the tattoo shops that's why you kind of do have to be a bit of a jack of all trades around these areas because people do just like you're the only shop so you end up doing like realistic sleeves and other kind of tattoos just because of necessity almost you know what i mean but like yeah there's no oh we've got stokesy up here though tattooing have you ever heard of stokesy I've I've heard of him. I, I don't know too much about him. Yeah, he's just an absolute. He's just a full Aladala legend. A full. He's so cool. Does Jackson Leaves work with you? No, no, no. You're thinking of Jackson Murphy. Oh, Jackson Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is he working with you guys? Yeah, no. J- Jackson's Jackson's a legend. He um. So he was he was at his own shop in Maruya. Um, but he's recently just started working with us. Okay. So, oh, sick. Yeah. Oh, he's, cool. a, he's a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys know each other somehow or? Yeah. So I guess when you grow up in Dolly, you just kind of know everybody. Like you, he's similar yeah. age to me. I think he might be just a little bit younger, but he used to work in the shop that I was working at Zodiac Tats. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Cool. Or he was hanging out there a lot. Do you know how just everyone hangs out at the shop? Yeah. <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Um, let me get back to my question sheet because I'm, fucking useless at this <laughs> yeah so so what's your um what's your like booking situation like i know your books are closed at the moment but you know what what's the best way for people to to book with you if if they can and you know how, how far how far out do you book for and all that sort of stuff the booking thing is probably the gnarliest thing about the job like you feel like such a wanker being like books closed all the time but there's like physically you can't book your whole fucking life out. It's pretty, like, hectic. But what I do is on the first Wednesday of every month, I open a booking form on my website. And, um, yeah, people fill that out and hopefully get a spot. But it books out pretty quick. It's, it's a bit of a gnarly process. Yeah, I, I hate the admin side of it. And I think most artists are like that. It's like, you know, the booking side and, and the admin side is just such a big headache. Mate, we're all pretty useless at it too. Like everyone always, when I'm, or like when I'm tattooing people, they're like, oh, I tried to get in with this chick, but like she never wrote back to me or, you know, it took like three months till I got in with this person. But I'm like, fuck, that's kind of not what we're good at. We're good at art. Like what we want to do is sort of tattoo. Writing back and like trying to figure out appointment times is like the biggest headache of the job. That's why just recently I did like a whole month just of flash. We called it Flash May and like it was just just walk-ins and it was so fucking nice, eh? It was super hectic um, for the whole month. 
It's like, yeah, sick, no drawing for a month. Yeah, like I would like finish it. <laughs> I was working from nine in the morning till 9.30 at night. But at the same time, it was so nice just to get home, pour myself a glass of wine and watch Bob's Burgers and not have to fucking worry <laughs> about doing anything. <laughs> it was sick. So I'm kind of, I'm sort of leaning towards probably we'll do that a little bit more. Um, just block out a month every now and then just to purely do walk-ins. And then you get to like kind of do all the tattoos you want to do. I wasn't like changing designs or anything, which was so fucking nice. Just like the good old days, picking a tattoo and slapping it on. Um, yep. So yeah, I kind of love that. Dream. But at the same time, it was so hectic. It's the fucking dream. I loved yeah. it. Not like, oh, can you change this and this and this? I'm like, I can, but it's going to make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> trying to explain. Hey, yeah. Even then, like, trying to like stop the sizing from changing just so you're like listen this is the size it's gonna be good just hear me out and let me do it yeah just find a better spot on your body but like obviously and now you can't really do that which i kind of pride myself on anyway i like being able for people to like move and change sizes and shit yeah no dramas with it except for flash me (laughs) do you do it all by hand or your ipad i'm ipad lord when I first started, like, I think that I was kind of um, in the in-between stage. So when I started my apprenticeship or my for my whole apprenticeship, there was no, like, Procreate. So no one was using iPads or anything. We didn't even have a carbon machine. So I was just hand carboning everything. And by the end, um, after after my apprenticeship, that's when people started using iPads. I think it was at the convention that we kind of, I guess it's a bit slower down on the South Coast. We didn't get word of the fucking iPad. And then when we went to the convention, everyone was just hunched over their beds on their iPads. We were like, what the fuck is this witchcraft? And since that, it's been that much easier. How much quicker? Are you an iPad person? Oh, I, like, my whole apprenticeship was on the iPad. So I've, like, admittedly, like, I don't draw on paper. Yeah, like, I don't draw on paper, like, pretty, like, literally ever, to be honest, unless I'm, like, Nah, nah, I, I just don't draw on paper. And I haven't, like, since pretty much the start. And not only that, it's like, alright, well, now it's like, alright, iPad straight to the stencil machine. And, like, we've got one of those inkjet ones where it, like, prints it, like, the stencil out and it just appears. And you're like, no. fuck, alright, you want it a bit bigger? Oh, Sweet. fuck, I love that <laughs> shit. Yeah, I think, I can't believe that we used to just go out the back and draw it, come out, show them. And they're like, oh, no, I want to move the arm a bit. And then you go out to the light box and fucking draw the whole thing again. No wonder oh, heaps of, like, all the old tattooists are held cranky and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Put the stencil on, like, smudges yeah. a bit and fucks up the stencil. Like, oh, shit, all right, yeah. well, give me, like, 45 <laughs> minutes and I'll redo this. <laughs> yeah. Tattoo appointments oh. would be taken, like, the whole fucking day. Yeah, you have a seat. I'm going to redraw this. You're still yeah, on the pull, clock. Oh, yeah, charging by the hour. Well, that's actually pretty good, actually. Maybe I'll start <laughs> doing that again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm full tech lord all the way. Yeah, no, I don't know what the hell I'd do without that. That's so in- when did you start your apprenticeship? Um, oh. So I, I started, like, not that anyone gives a shit about me, but I started, like, um... Fuck, somewhere between four and five okay, years ago. Yeah, right. Somewhere between four and five years ago. And it's always funny when, yeah, when, when they're like, oh, how long have you been tattooing for? And it's like, oh, I actually don't know. I know. Like, <laughs> I guess I've been apprenticing for this many years, but like I did my first tattoo then, but like, so like the, the, the answer could be anywhere from like four years to like 
two years, really, and it's kind of like... I don't know, I just say four years, customers feel better. Well, when you asked me to do this, I was kind of like, fuck, I really need to, like, sort out my timeline. Because, you know, when you say forever that you've just been, like, doing it for three years, I've been like, oh, yeah, I've been tattooing for three years. Yeah. Just, like, the most basic answer. But now, when I actually went through my Instagram, I was like, holy fuck, I've been kind of doing it for a while. Not, like, any, like, full tattoo lot or anything, but I don't know. I guess, like, I've been in the shop for, like, nearly six six years I guess and it's gone so fucking quick and I still feel like a rookie when people like I it's think such that, a time vortex in tattoo it's shops such a time vortex and like I feel like I could still be an apprentice you know when people come to me and ask me if they can be my apprentice I guess the only reason I said yes to it my boyfriend was because I don't even feel like I'm like ready to teach someone how to do it I feel like I'm constantly you know, getting to like some people's skin and being like, oh fuck, this isn't taking the ink and I've got no fucking idea why. Do you know? Like, I still have to call up Ben and be like, oi, I'm about to tattoo someone's neck. What should I do? Like, how the fuck do I do this? Do you know? And I think that uh, it will always like be that a way. Chicken wing. Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously. So, yeah. I know what you Those mean. little fucking dots and you're like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> And then sometimes it's hell smooth and I'm like, oh, oh. this is the sickest spot to tattoo. Um, but, yeah, I know what you mean with, like, the vortex yep. of how long you've been doing something. I guess time flies when you're having fun, hey? Yeah, well, I, I can't believe I've been down here for two years. That's hectic. Fuck, it feels like, feels like I literally just got here. <laughs> All right, so I think I've kept you for quite a while. Um, so I'll probably wrap up soon, but before I do... Just want to talk a little bit more about your shop in terms of um, being that femme-friendly kind of safe space for, you know, you mentioned earlier, like 18-year-olds and sort of 50-year-olds and that kind of thing. Because you're right, like tattoo shops can definitely have that sort of um, like intimidating feel, you know, when you're going in there. And it seems like you're obviously trying to get rid of that. Is that coming from a place of like, you know, like have you had any sort of bad experiences that made you, you know, feel that way or anything like that? Well, I think when I first saw it, we had this guy that came and worked in the shop and I was tattooing this 18-year-old girl. It's the first thing that comes to mind. And she was getting her ribs tattooed. And the best way to do that was to lay her on her side and she was kind of facing the rest of the shop. And when she – she was so nervous and, like, I could – you know when you can feel how, like, t- timid and scared someone is, but we didn't really have the studio set up for privacy – and one of the, the dude that was guest spotting with us at the end when she'd left was like, oh, thanks so much for facing her towards me. And I was just like, what the fuck? And after that, I don't know, I, I just noticed, I don't know, there was so much toxic. I don't want to, like, badmouth my old boss or anything. Like, they were awesome, but still, it was a boys' club, you know? Like, it's just when you're, like, a girl in surrounded by, like, five dudes and they're all talking about, how hot chicks are, you do feel a little bit, like, protective over your clients. Yeah. But this is super, super fucking common. Like, my hairdresser, she's got a thigh piece. Halfway through the thigh piece, this guy took her out the back and was like, if you, you know, get with me out the back, I will give you this for free. Halfway fucking through the tattoo. So she's had to, like, sit. She's like, no, thank you. I just would like to pay for the tattoo. And then she had to sit with him for another three fucking hours knowing exactly what he wanted to do. Uh, and he's, like, touching her and everything, like, fuck. 
Yeah, so close to everything. Like, imagine how uncomfortable you would feel. I've been asked on a date by someone while I'm halfway through their chest piece, and he was such a cretin. And then I have to, like, lean over him with our faces almost touching, knowing that he wanted to take me on a date. And even when I was like, oh, no, thanks, I've got a boyfriend, he was just like, oh, I promise, like, it'll be nice. I'll buy you dinner. I'm like, what? Get the fuck out of my shop. Now i got to spend all this time with you. Mm. <laughs> but you get it all the time. Like, guys will come into the shop and they're like, oh, I want, like, a sleeve. And I'm like, oh, I don't do that kind of tattooing. Like, I do fine line. Here's some of my things. And they're like, oh, well, you can do whatever fine line you want on me. And I'm like, uh, fuck not just a cretin that wants oh, to be touched by me disgusting. for hours. <laughs> It's super common. It's kind of fucked up being a girl in fuck. Well, that's it. Hey, like, as a guy, like, you don't even... I mean, yeah, like, you know, when, when you mention, like, incidents like that, you're like, fuck, of course they exist. And, like, at my old shop, it was mixed, so there were guys and girls. And there's definitely, like, little comments here and there. And it's like, as a guy, you definitely don't... You don't even think about it, to be honest. Like, it's not... It's definitely not at the forefront of your mind. But, like, yeah, yeah, I'd imagine, like, you know, I don't know how much it goes on anymore you know it obviously still does but like fuck back in the day it would have been yeah just a fucking gross place to work i reckon like heaps of shops so yeah that is really cool that like you know there's shops like yours um that are promoting themselves um as being that safe space and in turn getting that you know that recognition and reputation within the community for being that absolutely that's like i guess that is where most of my popularity comes from um, I get heaps of like moms and daughters coming and most of the time they do say that the reason like they're like oh my sister got tattooed here and she said what a safe space it is you know we're all females and the only dude that works there is my boyfriend so I'm watching him like a hawk <laughs> <laughs> well, not really but like he it's like super people do always say that that is and it's it's my biggest pride to be honest is just the fact that you know girls can come to my shop they can get their butts tattooed and they know that we're not filming them or judging them in any way. Like we're just, we just want to make cool art for them. So it's pretty, pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So on that note, we'll probably wrap it. We've had a, well, I don't know. I know I've had a, a really good time having a chat with you, hearing your story. And um, yeah, be- before we go, um, just again, wanted to say thank you. And um, what are your Instagram handles? How do people how do people look you up if they don't know you already? Um, so the Insta handle is just Reed Tattoo, and then I've got a website which can lead you all onto it, which is just mreadtattoo.com, I think. Yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, I pretty much only do Instagram, uh, and like my website's pretty basic, but Insta's where you can kind of get all the information on like when books are opening. Um, special events that we're having in the shop you can also go to blank space tattoo studio and that like has all the artists that I've got working at the shop too so you can check out what Tito's up to I've got another girl that does more trad tats named Chloe um and yeah so Emery tattoo <laughs> that's it awesome thank you so much Em what an absolute <laughs> thank legend. you Louie thanks for putting up with me